trust the movement I negate the chaos Uplift the negative I'll show up at the table Again and again Welcome to Grassroot Ohio Conversations with everyday people Working on important issues Here in Columbus and all around Ohio I'm Carolyn Harding And today I'm talking with Eric Bellamy and Bobby McCullough Founder and board members of the local nonprofit group Gun Violence Survivor Network. With the primary in full swing and the coronavirus taking headlines, gun violence isn't on the front page, but this violence and trauma happens daily, and those that have been harmed are dealing with it today, tomorrow. It's part of them. Eric Bellamy has been a resident of South Columbus since he was a child. When he graduated from South High, South High School in 2013, he started volunteering in nonprofit work. When his father was killed, Eric took action and organized the March for Our Lives in Columbus and later founded the Gun Violence Survivor Network, where he is the executive director. Eric graduated from United Way's Leadership Academy in 2019 and was awarded the 2020 Changemaker of the Year. Eric Bellamy's newest project is Gun Safety, Put a Lock on It. He is a community activist, volunteer, community organizer, a commissioner for the far south Columbus area, and prominent voice in social justice issues. Bobby McCullough is a survivor of gun violence by the hands of the Columbus Police Department. She's the sister of Donna Castleberry, Donna Dalton. Bobby has been involved in gun violence prevention because she wants to help other families who have been through similar tragedies, whether it's from the hands of the police or community violence. Bobby is in the process of turning her pain into her passion, and she works forward to helping others who are also survivors of gun violence. You both have had extreme gun violence within your families. Murder. I honor that you are here today and willing to talk with us and willing to go even further to organize and work for solutions to the current escalating gun violence crisis. I would like to just let you inter- give folks a little bit um, about your story as much as you're comfortable talking about what happened in your family. Why don't we start with you, Eric? Yeah, so my dad, um, he was murdered in October 12th um, of 2017. He was the 101st murderer of that record-breaking year for homicides in Columbus. Um, He was murdered by a family friend who originally we thought was a family member, um, but ended up after investigation that we weren't related at all. Um, And it was actually in a attempted robbery. I see. How old were you? I was 21. 21. And how about you, Bobby? Um, My sister was Donna Dalton, who was murdered by Columbus police officer Andrew Mitchell on August 23rd of 2018. We're still dealing with um, the murder trial, which is scheduled to start on August 31st of this year. Um, Right. You're still in the middle and through the throes of this. And we're going to just share with um, the Columbus Columbus listeners what we can share and what we want to share. So tell us, 
Um, in your bio, you said that you did help with the March for Our Lives after the um, Parkland School massacre. What did that do for you, Eric? Why did it just like get you started? Yes. Yeah, so um, it basically was the main motivator for me to get involved in gun violence prevention efforts. Um, it made me realize that I wasn't the only one affected by gun violence and I wasn't the only one who wanted change. Um, when we organized the March for Our Lives, it became something big in Columbus, one of the biggest events that Columbus has seen regarding activism and getting out into the community and making our voice heard. Um, when I seen that and I seen everybody that was supporting of me and the other survivors that was involved, it just made me want to continue the work. Um, and that's why I started a gun violence survivor network. And um, I, I look for ways that we can prevent um, senseless homicides in Columbus and around the Ohio. Were you um, aware of that when that was going on, Bobby? Honestly, I didn't really know anything about it. I mean, of course, I had heard of the the Parkland shooting. Yeah. Um, but until my sister was killed, I kind of just had my head buried in the sand about a lot of these issues, which I think is the case with many people, especially in Columbus. You're busy living your life. Mm-hmm. So what was it that, in, how did you start this um, this group, the Guns Violence Survivor Network. I mean, you're a young man. How did you know how to do this? Well, honestly, I didn't know what to do. Um, (laughs) I knew I wanted to do something. um, And I reached out to people and I was like, you know, this is what I want to do. This is how I want to do it. Um, And then Mary Jo Kilroy, Mm -hmm. who is a former congresswoman, um, said, I'm more than willing to help you. Um, she went and filed for the nonprofit status as well as the tax exempt status. Um, and we received it less than two weeks later. Um, and ever since it's been a grassroots type of thing, mm-hmm. um, we received the nonprofit status in March of 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, and since then, it's just been grassroots. Um, we really haven't been seeking donations. Um, but we are still out there in the community and trying to create the change that we desperately need. Um, and we are coming up with ways, uh, more ways of how we can get involved and bring more people in to work on the gun violence epidemic that we see every day. How did you get involved with Eric's with the with this organization? Well, actually, um, Eric had begun to had showed up for my sister um, when we did rallies after she was murdered and being the small south side that it is he actually knew um went to school with my sisters um and so it just kind of seemed natural for me to step into his organization with him um and help try to lead people um you know as a gun violence survivor myself what are the areas of the organization that draw you that you are enjoying um, I think it's it's cathartic for me to be able to let people know that they aren't alone um, at the deepest time, darkest times in their life when they've lost a loved one tragically so quickly and senselessly. Um, it really it, it tears people apart. And I I find myself I enjoy to, to try to be there for someone else the kind of and, and show support, the support. 
and someone who identifies and can, 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 you know, has experienced that. So what are the most pressing challenges with gun violence in Columbus um, that, you, that you're aware of, that you are concerned about? Um, so the most pressing challenge that I really see um, is city officials. They do want to create change. They do want to pass legislation that could potentially save a life. Um, then we have our Ohio legislators that block any efforts that our mayor makes or our city official makes. So it kind of makes it hard when we know that um, our communities are being um, basically ran by gun violence. I mean, every every community that you go into in Columbus, south, west, east, north, um, there's gun violence. Um, and it's just an uphill battle. I think that's the biggest thing. Um, and then the other thing I would say would probably be people think that we're trying to take their guns. That's by far the worst. Um, anytime that I introduce myself, um, introduce my organization that I'm a part of, Gun Violence Survivors Network, that's pretty much the first comment that we get. Oh, so you want to take our guns? No, absolutely not. Um, we just would like for people to practice gun safety and be smart about it. Do you have like um, a step-by-step uh, or requirements or asks of of the city or or the community in your work? Do you say like one, two, three, four, five? Do you have a, a list of things that you want people to start doing? Put a lock on their gun, mm-hmm. putting their guns down, fighting instead of shooting. I think those are the main things that we need people to do. Once people start doing that, then lives will be saved. I mean, it may sound bad to say fight instead of shoot, but at the end of the day, a life's not being taken by a gun. And, you know, growing up in the South End of Columbus, you know, it was, there was violence. It's not an easy life to live by any means, but growing up, there weren't as many guns around either. It was, it was fighting. And, you know, I guess just kind of get back to that Columbus. I agree. Um, But the other issue I think that we face, too, is that our law enforcement personnel are very quick to pull their guns and shoot as well, which, you know, they're they're leaders in our community as well. And they're leading by poor example. Yeah. Where's their de-escalation tactics? There's been a lot of shootings of a lot of young men of color and um, by the police way too many. Um, in our town and in I think uh, in many towns and I feel like the the culture from the top has been pretty violent pretty um, aggressive and and um, intolerant and um, I feel like um, our police department needs a a major um, training and overhaul and certain members need to be um, fired or even indicted. Oh, yeah. I, I think the mayor should definitely listen to the safety commission. We are in desperate need of a civilian review board here in Columbus. We are in a desperate need of that. So you guys really support the um, civilian revo- review board? Oh, absolutely. And, yes. and is, isn't that something he wants or has said he's wanted, or but he's not doing? If he wanted it, he would have did it two years ago. Okay. It should have happened a long time ago. So... 
are you guys working hard to make that happen? There's so many different aspects to gun violence that it's so hard to focus on everything. Right. Um, but it's something that we advocate for. I mean, we will talk about it and bring it up um, when needed, for sure. It seems like you, you're working and focused on a few very doable things. Like, talk about your um, locket. Um, what's your campaign? Yeah, so the gun safety put a lock on it um, was originally brought forward in the Leadership Academy. Um, it was an idea that I had, um, and then five members of Leadership Academy decided to join um, with that effort. Um, and we have partnered with um, various different organizations that are willing to pass out the gun locks. We you know, raised $550, um, and then we also got a $900 grant through United Way. Mm -hmm. um, and our first actual event where we'll be tabling and passing out these locks, mm -hmm. um, other than giving them out in the community when someone needs them, is going to be at the Avenue for All, which is going to be on Parsons Avenue in May. What is Avenue for All? It is a basically a festival that is put on by um, Church for All People, um, and it's basically bridging the community and bringing everybody together and saying Parsons Avenue is an avenue for everybody. Nice. So, Bobby, your sister was killed by a Columbus police officer. Um, can you tell us... Or do you want to not go too far into it? Where are you at right now? Where is the investigation? And um, is there some hope to, for justice? There's always hope for justice. Um, you know, Andrew Mitchell was the first officer in Columbus that had been indicted in over 20 years by Prosecutor Ron O'Brien. Um, that in and of itself was a small victory for us. Um, he doesn't... Uh, he decided not to take any plea deals, and we are going to be going uh, full boat with the trial, which is, you know, it's very nervous, nerve-wracking anyways, mm -hmm. um, not knowing what's going to happen and what a jury in Columbus might have to say mm -hmm. about an officer. Um, but he pulled my sister up against a building in his car with the child locks on, and the prosecutors have determined that the fatal shot was fired while he was exiting the vehicle and she was in the back seat. Mm -hmm. So I say good luck finding a defense for that. Right. I, I'm curious, have with your um, with your network, have you guys found good resources for counseling and for trauma um, therapy? Do you have, do you offer that with your network or do you just help people find it? So we don't offer it. Um, that will probably be something that we hope to offer in a few years. Um, we are very still grassroots, um, but we have partnered with a few organizations like the Columbus Care Coalition. Um, and they really do do the footwork um, and they actually go out with boots on the ground and advocate for change. Um, they go into the communities part of a violent review crime board um, and they see how violence has impacted a neighborhood they look around and see what's going on and then they also offer trauma related counseling and resources for victims uh, family so um, that's the main resource that I usually go to is to reach out to them to what, get them involved what is their name again it's the Columbus Care Coalition 
Columbus Care Coalition. Mm -hmm. And with that, this um, I just need to give a station identification. This is um, Grassroot Ohio. I'm Carolyn Harding, and I'm talking with Eric Bellamy and Bobby McCullough. Is that right? Oh, good. And um, and um, so happy to have them here in the studio. And we're talking about um, gun violence. Um, and they are. Um, oh boy, there it is. Give us the name of your organization again. The Gun Violence Survivor Network. Okay, and what is your website for that? Gunviolencesurvivor.org. Okay, and do you have Facebook? Yes, we do have Facebook. All right, so folks can reach out to you um, via that way. Excellent. So in addition to the group you were talking about, who are the other allies that you have here in Columbus that help um, gun violence survivors? Yeah, so a great source is... Another one is um, Mount Carmel. Um, they have a great trauma center for gun violence, as well as um, Mothers in Healing. Mothers in Healing, which is um, founded by... It's okay. We all have these blanks sometimes. Mothers in Healing? Mothers in Healing. And uh-huh. it is a group that was founded by a mom who lost her daughter and son um, through her daughter's estranged husband. Um, she is the survivor lead of Moms Demand Action here in Columbus. Um, and she started that organization and basically it brings not just moms, but also everybody that's been affected. And it's kind of like a support group. So if you don't want to go to counseling, but you want to be around people in a group setting, right. it would be a great You have to people do. to talk to and have people to share and, and just be with mm-hmm. that understand how about, um, are there any gun control champions in at the um, city hall who have been most supportive, even though state preemption prevents them from enacting certain laws? They are. You probably have found one or two, or maybe not, um, helpers uh, um, with the, with this issue at the city hall. Yeah. So. There's two people that stick out to me when you say that. Um, you have Elizabeth Brown, council member pro tem Elizabeth Brown. She's very focused on that issue as well. Um, and Mayor Ginther, he it's one of his focus areas is gun violence. Um, so, I mean, those two people are focused on it. So I'm thankful that we do have council members and a mayor that, you know, uses gun violence as a top priority. Um, But at the same time, even though they use that as a top priority, we're still getting pushed back because of state legislation. And that's it. Even though they they feel like allies and we appreciate the support, we would still much rather see action than just feel allyship Mm -hmm. from them. I can tell you as a um, environmental activist, um, we face similar state preemption about oil and gas drilling and oil and gas waste. Um, they ha- make all the laws, and local municipalities can't change them. At least they think they can't. We can put things on the ballot. We could do a, a, a charter amendment because we are a home rule state. So we could create um, a ballot initiative for the city of Columbus to enact certain gun control um, and it would be flying in the face of the state, but that's how change happens. People like you and I, 
we start a ballot initiative and we get enough signatures and it gets on the ballot and then the people of Columbus decide. And then, of course, they'll sue, but the precedent will be out there and and the issue will be out there and the and the success of the people signing on to that and say, we want change. That's how change happens. We don't, most state lawmakers are too influenced by the NRA and by moneyed interests, and they're not going to stick their necks out. So it sometimes is up to us to force the change. And um, if you're a a career politician, they don't want to take on that risk of, of, um, you know, getting in, um, causing trouble to the people higher up. Do you, hear, do you mm-hmm. hear me? Yeah, and, you know, speaking on the ballot measures, you know, we have Ohioans for Gun Safety that is out there doing great work um, for um, universal background checks. Um, it wasn't able to be put on the ballot for this year, um, but they are still out there working to have it put on next time around. Um, and Marion Harris is doing a great job at leading that, um, and I truthfully believe that Ohioans believe that we need universal background checks for any gun purchases, whether it's at Vance's or at a, a gun show. So I know to me that seems um, minimal. I think when I think about guns, I mean, I I have no problem with hunter hunters having a gun, or even if someone needs to have a gun in their home. But I think everybody should be trained. They should have a mental health back check checkup these are just my personal feelings Mm -hmm. but they should go through a serious um um, training and registration Mm -hmm. and then of course the loopholes and the background and i uh, mean we are required to be licensed to drive a car right we should be required to be licensed to have a gun agreed and then of course i think we should ban assault rifles um you're looking sideways on that one. You don't think so? I believe that we do. Um, but it's not something that we I talk about mostly. Um, it's a personal belief that I have, of course. Um, so I didn't side-eye because of that. So I do believe personally that um, we should ban assault rifles. But I try to keep a level ground with people that may support um, our efforts. Um, and I don't want to trigger people to believe that you know you're anti-gun right the organization at least but me myself i truthfully do believe that nobody should have an assault rifle um because who needs that many bullets that can go within seconds i mean it's it's uncalled for um and it's dangerous because they're on the streets. I mean, people still, I mean, even though there's a ban for AK-47s, those are still on the street. I mm-hmm. mean, they are still out there. AR-15s are out there. So We need a political leadership, <clears throat> excuse me, political leadership that really has um, a vision and conviction to stop this gun violence. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, it's going to take us to push, mm-hmm. push, push. Tell me, are there some in, um events coming up for your group yes so um we are going to be hosting a meeting the fur or the second tuesday or second thursday of every month uh-huh. uh, of every month and it'll be at a local library um in an area that is highly impacted by gun violence 
Um, and it will always start off with, you know, reports and then it will go into um, presentations of different things that's going on in the community, um, violence in the last month, um, and then it will open up to open discussion. Um, I believe that we need many people at the table. We need many organizations. We can't do it all ourselves. Um, and I believe that the Gun Violence Survivor Network, a.k.a. Network, is very important. We need to network. We need to be a network to be able to get this job done. And to have a, an event at a free public place and at different public places. So this coming, so, um, so, so it, it, what date is it? Yeah, it's um, March 12th, and it, uh, this meeting will be at the Hilltop Library. Okay. Um, and it will be at 6.30 p.m., and it's basically just the discussion about gun violence and how people can get involved. Um, and then we also have a panel discussion, um, which will be at the main library on Sunday, May 17th. Um, that's at 1.30 p.m., and it will be in the auditorium. Um, and we have yet to announce the panelists for that. Okay, and all this information will be on your website? Correct, yep. All this information will be on our website and our Facebook page. Um, and if you have any questions, you can contact us through the website and Facebook. So I'd like to know what you would like people that have not experienced gun violence and people that have, just your words of advice um, before we um, sign off today. Um, if 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 they get one thing from you today, what do you want them to know and to to remember? Honestly, I can say that um, if you're one of the fortunate few whose life has not been impacted by gun violence yet in Columbus, um, brace yourself because at the rate Columbus is going, um, it will affect everyone sooner or later. Um, and just know that you're not alone and that there are organizations out there that um, will help you get through this really difficult time. Yeah, and, you know, if anybody needs any type of resources, we can find them. If we aren't able to provide them, we can find them. So if you reach out to us and you are a survivor of gun violence, whether it's trauma-related resources, whether it's to get involved in this movement to end gun violence, whether it's, you know, to attend meetings or to lobby, you know, get with us, message us. We will help you get to the right people. How do they reach out to you again? GunViolenceSurvivorNetwork.org. GunViolenceSurvivor.org. Sur no? Yeah, GunViolenceSurvivor.org. Okay. I know, boy. Sometimes you say it so much, and then sometimes it just sounds odd, right? Yeah. All right. So, um, well, uh, that's it for today. I just want to um, – I know that your experiences resonate with so many people who have experienced gun violence and trauma in their lives. And I want to thank you for being here. Thank you for connecting and reaching out. You could stay home and just stay, you know, in um, deep, deep pain and immobile. But you guys have chosen to get up and get out and to organize and to help. And I honor you and I thank you. And I hope that folks reach out to you. And uh, I want to keep in touch, too, because I really feel we need strong change. Oh, yeah. I, mm -hmm. I believe so, too. All thank right. you for having us. Thank you. All right. You've been listening to Grassroot Ohio, 94.1 FM, WGRN.org. 
We air Friday nights at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and you can listen to all our previous shows archived on the top post of our Grassroot Ohio Facebook page. There's a time to listen and learn, a time to organize and strategize, and a time to stand up, fight back. Come down, come down.